0: almost the weekend
1: in the left corner we (laughs) (laughs) oh dear Uh, it's it's finally arrived oh man if if, i i'm like nervous for this episode
0: (laughs) no no it's fine i'm very relaxed uh very very excited to do our first game club game uh critique i guess in a way Yeah, let's call it a discussion. Yeah, a discussion. A friendly, personable discussion. (laughs) Friendly,
1: friendly discussion. (laughs) Uh, How you been, dude? I've been pretty good. Yeah, it's been a pretty chill week. Um, Just cruising around, doing the work stuff. Um, I've been chatting to people outside of work about work stuff. Like, we're doing some freelance-related stuff, which has been always cool. Oh, yeah. You know, um, show people what we've been up to and get their Mm. get their read on it and it's always good to have a positive reaction to that so that's good stuff that's awesome um yeah and uh what else has been going on just playing some playing heaps of video games this week actually i've been i've been flittering around between all kinds of games actually yeah 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 um dude but tell me about your time this week and how much uh how many hours you spent inside of vampire survivors oh my god okay so
0: i I've played an embarrassing amount of video <laughs> games this week, um, but it's been really fun because off the back of our last episode, I was really a bit more tuned in to like the first hour of, of all the games I've been playing. You um, did the homework. I did the homework that you asked for, and and dude, I've been revisiting Dead Space 2, and oh. I hesitate to use the word perfect, but the first hour in that game is fucking perfect. It is yeah. it's it's crazy what they do in that game and that game is 11 years old. It man, it blows my mind. And yeah, I've been playing that with headphones and it's it's oh, honestly yeah. just incredible. Um like yeah, just it's like summer in Australia now, so it doesn't get dark till like 8. And I've just been waiting patiently each day for like (laughs) the sun to go down. (laughs) Exactly, load up Dead Space, whack those headphones on.
1: Um, That's awesome. Yeah, it's been very good. Speaking of Dead Space, um, this is a bit of an ad hoc news um, chicken nugget, but uh, the dead no, what's it called? Callisto Protocol. Uh, Callisto Protocol. Yeah, I was like, Protocol, Protocol. What's the first word? Yeah, pr- Callisto um, is coming out on the second of December, and I'm actually unusually hyped for this game. It looks kind of cool. Oh right.
0: Um, well, since you're throwing a nugget out there, one of the one of the chicken wings I brought is related to the Callisto Protocol. Oh, um, is it the animation thing where the DLC is? Am I about to spoil it? No, no, it's okay. it's it's not that one. Though I did see that one. Um, it's, it's actually around the prequel. um. So there's a prequel podcast to the Callisto Protocol. Oh, what? Um, <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, there's a story to listen to that introduces all the characters and the setting. It's a production with a full cast and it's available to listen to for free. Um, And it just re- kind of reminded me of that really poorly marketed Final Fantasy fifteen Whoa. prequel, and I was interested to hear your take on whether this is, like, annoying story content outside <laughs> of a standalone product, or is this actually kind of a smart marketing ploy? Um, and it will depend on, like, how it's implemented, right? Like, if, yeah. if you can play the game and not notice that you've missed something, then that's great. Um but like if you have to listen to it to kind of get all the context for the game then that seems a bit strange.
1: Yeah, so what's the Final Fantasy 15 prequel? Is that the demo that came out prior to the game coming out or what was that? No, dude, it's uh, Glaive, Knight's Glaive, it's a whole fucking feature
0: film um, oh. that that creates all this context for what happens in Final Fantasy 15 and it, there's like a lot of stuff in this Prequel, like story beats that aren't revisited in the game, and
1: right. like you just won't have context for some of the stuff that's going on. Um, uh, Final that, Fantasy Fifteen continues to be become worse <laughs> and worse on my list of worst games of all time.
0: <laughs> um. Anyway, yeah. Sorry. Go on. Go on with your Callisto Protocol thing. But I just thought that was really interesting that they had like a a, a podcast to listen to because that's yeah. that's not. I don't know if I've seen that
1: before, to be honest. Um, yeah. Uh, sorry, writing in my notepad <laughs> furiously. There's too many things already. Um, so, yeah, I didn't know that that existed. Um, it's cool that they did it. I'm interested to listen to it because I've been trying to soak up all the different Callisto Protocol bits and bobs prior to the game coming out. Right. Um, uh, yeah, Callisto Protocol, the piece of news that I mentioned earlier, just to circle back to that, was the there's some you know, a bit of, what would you call it, a controversy around the release of the game because there's some DLC that they're doing Mm. um, that includes some death animations for the main character. Mm. And people are a little bit up in arms about like, you know, why would you withhold animations as part of DLC? It's usually Mm. like, you know, if the character is going to die in all these creative ways, you'd expect it to be part of the main game and that, you know, there wouldn't be any withheld from you as as part of not having bought this extra piece of, content yeah um so i i think yeah i mean fair enough like it's kind of a weird thing to do i hope the animators are getting a percentage of every dollar that's spent on on that dlc though i doubt they are unlikely Um, but yeah yeah
0: did you see cool yeah i i agree i think i think it would be a huge move um i can't Mm. there's a specific term where um you uh neglect uh my brain is failing basically rather than taking a salary you take like a a portion of your salary and then a percentage and there's a term for that setup i can't it's like a revenue share yeah i think so something like that um but did you see the the director's response to all this backlash around the animations being behind the dlc paywall no, I didn't. I know he's a bit a bit of an outspoken dude, but what did he say? Uh, he said that they're not withholding animations per se. There's a bunch of animations already in the game and production for the DLC content hasn't even begun. So I actually think in this case it's... It's fake news. It's not that it's fake news. It's just kind of... a. ...dumb thing to create DLC for. Mm. (laughs) Um, That's, like, a bit judgmental, but it does seem strange. Like, the game isn't out and, you know, dying and seeing dying animations... ...is going to be an integral part of the experience by the sounds of things. Mm. Uh, And it just seems like a bit of a weird thing to create DLC for, honestly. Um, Like, if you've played the game... And because, you know, if they haven't started production on DLC, you're not going to see this DLC for months. Mm. Um, So, you know, you buy the game when it comes out on December 2nd and you play through it and you're like, that was sick. And then the DLC comes out and it's like death animations. And it's like, okay, well, to see that content, I have to play the game again. And like, I have to be bad at it to see all those animations. I don't know. It's very, it's a really weird setup. I don't think it's exactly the smartest
1: type of DLC I've seen right yeah yeah i don't know i guess we'll find out what goes on with it i'm hopeful i hope callisto protocol comes in and steals the fire from fucking god of war because (laughs) oh my god i've been playing so much god of war this week and that game sucks (laughs) i'm I'm too scared to write it on twitter but i'm saying it right here man that game is bad (laughs) oh no way tell me about it yeah I thought I originally I was like you know I reckon I can get through this I'm enjoying parts of this game I will try and finish it and now I'm just like I'm really struggling to enjoy playing this game right uh, and I'm very tempted to put it down um yeah it's just like so formulaic and so gentle and so like frustrating in its its pace like like I said last time, it's it's so predictable. It'll be like, here is a new mission. There is a linear path to follow. You go left, there's a chest. You go right, you continue the story. Here's mm. a gentle puzzle. The puzzle isn't that hard and it's optional. And all you get is an unknown resource that will eventually upgrade one of your weapons. Right. So like you, you asked me last time about like The Last of Us and how it's different. And the thing about The Last of Us is when you're scrounging, you're finding materials like tape, right? Mm. And you're like, oh, I, I know that tape goes with a bottle and so i need to find a bottle and i can make a silencer you know like that's kind of how you're thinking whereas Mm -hmm. in this it's like you get like the shard of the dark moon assholes fragment or something it's like (laughs) i don't know what this is for like i don't know like is this for my blades and then you go and like go to upgrade it with something it'll be like oh no this just like gives you points to upgrade some other small stat changing aspect of a necklace that you found long ago it's like oh my God, like why would I do any of the puzzles in this game if if the rewards are going to be like, you know, or why would I scrounge and look around and try and like collect resources if if the stuff is so like negligible when it comes to actually changing how I play the game.
0: Right. It just kind of sounds like forced RPG busy work rather than like, you know, an implemented kind of weapon upgrade system that like falls into the rest of the pace of the game and that kind of thing
1: yeah i I i'm begging for like a bayonetta style um you know skill unlock tree they have it right but like the skills that you unlock are already like there's a few that start unlocked and Mm -hmm. you can reassign points and there's a few different you know it's it is kind of good there's like you know the blades of chaos have their own skill tree the leviathan axe does and the characters that you interact with along the way when you get to play with them have their own skill trees Mm -hmm. um but I just wish there was more in there, you know, like more combos to learn or like, right. you know, if I picked up an alternative version of Atreus's bow or whatever, it has like a new combo for me to l- learn. And like, it's got a, you know, an ability tied to the weapon that makes it unique and that it gives me a reason to use it. It's like, no, no, none of that stuff is there. It's just like, it has slightly better stats than the one that you had before.
0: Mm. Yeah, uh, I so, mean, yeah. It, it
1: does, it does look awful handholdy. Mm-mm and like yeah. i don't know man i'm i'm like trying to power through the main story but they just keep giving you like room after room filled with slightly harder enemies and i'm starting to lose hope <laughs> 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 I, I i got up to this um, mission the other day when i was playing and it it's just like this large room with like i don't know 15 enemies in it and i know more are going to come out i walked in and i died in the first few hits and i was like Oh man, I don't, I don't want to try again. (laughs) (laughs) I just don't want to try again. (laughs) Oh no. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. There's just so, there's so much not to like, you know, for the amount of stuff that I do like in there.
0: Mm, yeah, I mean that's that's always like the hard balance to strike, right? When you're determining whether you want to keep going or not and you're like, "Oh, mm. there's all this stuff that I'm attracted to, but at the same time, they make it so hard to try and enjoy their game that I just
1: want to throw it out the window." <laughs> yeah. Maybe I should put it on story mode or something and just like blast through all the combat encounters and and get
0: yeah. to the story. Yeah, that's that's what I did with the first one, mm-hmm. you know. I got I got like a third of the way through, and I'm like, "This combat reeks. Give me the story, baby." And it was like, you know, I, I, my experience was a little bit different though, because that game was like JT's favorite, and he'd recommended it so many times. I was like, "All right, I want to see it through, so I can like give JT my thoughts." But you're just, you're just out there, son, out out yeah. in the ether playing this sequel, um, for no reason other than it's supposed to be good.
1: Yeah. And I have a funny feeling it's going to get like game of the year and at a bunch of publications, you know, like it's just, I don't, I don't understand what people are really enjoying with this game. Mm. Um, I think it's like the same thing that we talked about last week with the, um, the first hour being really important. You know, they're really Mm. remembering that first introduction, that first fight with Thor and that first introduction where you like are on the dogs and fighting Freya and it's like epic Mm-hmm. but they're not they're not really like mindful of all of the drudgery that happens in between the epic boss fights like there's so right. much fucking drudgery dude and slow moving story and like poorly voice acted characters and Oh
0: know, really? Just... Wow, that that's something I wouldn't have expected.
1: Yeah. It's it's weird because you've got like so at the start of the game the actress who's playing Freya, or the actor who's playing Freya, does this amazing scream. Like, she's screaming after Kratos, and I was like, wow, that's bone-chilling. Mm. And then, like, you're hanging out with her later in the game, and she's like, I think you should try throwing your axe at that shiny thing on the wall over there. And But she's just like, the delivery is so flat. You can tell <laughs> that she's, like, hating delivering the line because she knows it's, like, you know, mechanical exposition for the player. <laughs> it's mm. just... Uh, yeah. Um, so... Anyway... <laughs> got a war. I don't know if I'll go back to it. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough.
0: Um, well, uh, I got another chicken wang. If uh yeah, hit me if if you want some wang. Um, so this this one I just kind of popped up on my Google feed, and it was um, from uh, or it's about Josh Sawyer, who's the creator of Pentiment. Oh um, right, yeah. Which is like I haven't played it yet, but I've. I saw in an interview that Disco Elysium was like his main influence when he was creating this game. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he stated in the, in this recent interview that I saw that he he never he never would have proposed making Pentiment without Game Pass, quote unquote. Wow. Um, and so, for him, it, like, provided a safety net in the in the form of a deal with Microsoft before production had started. Yeah, yeah. And, and so, because he had money in the bank, he could develop to a niche audience and take risks that, like, a regular release model wouldn't have supported. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just thought that was really interesting, you know, that, like, Microsoft and, you know probably PlayStation and maybe some other game library services are actually taking risks with developers. And they're like, you know, you're basically salaried for the, the the entire development of this game you want to make. Yeah. Um, and that's like, that's so pro consumer. I don't fucking understand. Um, you know, like this is a game you get on day one. If you're subscribed to the library, the developer Mm -hmm. was fully paid since day one of their production, um, and it's fucking weird and something, you know, interesting and left of field. Like... Yeah, super weird,
1: dude. I want to talk about it a little bit later here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's like they're all wins and I'm just not used to seeing like so much positivity from both like
1: the creator side and the consumer side. yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. I mean, it, it's effectively the publisher model, but I, I don't know if um they uh, the publisher model with a storefront with guaranteed eyes on the thing at the end. It's it's not like you know mm, it's yeah. a typical pu- the original publisher model where like you release on Steam with a marketing budget. It's more like you know the Xbox front page. Everyone gets the game by default. You know that's that's the twist, which is kind of interesting. Yeah, yeah. Um. So. Uh. But yeah. Um. It is. It is cool to see them taking a risk. Do, do you know what he made, or do you know what they made before Pentiment, or was it? Is this their first game? I. I don't know. Um, mm. Yeah. I. I don't recognize the name. Oh, Josh? it's made by Obsidian. Developed by Obsidian. Uh, okay. What, what yeah. else have they done? <laughs> Dude, they. The game that we were playing last week, Grounded. Oh right, 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 right. Yeah. yeah
0: okay, there and you go. um
1: that other space game that was, like, an RPG that's got the same name as that other space game that's not an RPG. Um, oh, God. What are you doing to us? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my brain. Yeah, anyway, Obsidian. I, yeah, right. I visited right. Their, their studio when I was in the US. It was, it was very cool. Oh, no um, shit. Okay,
0: so maybe, yeah. so maybe like... So, uh, Josh Sawyer's the game director, and actually, that's that's a bad habit of mine, where, like, I attribute a game to, like, a couple of names when in reality, mm. um, you know, there might be a small indie studio. Um, like, I mean, just, f- to, for example, Death Door, um, that was made by a studio made up of two people, right? Mm. But, but the truth of the matter is it was two people who did a lot of work, but then they hired, like, 10 to 14, um, you know, artists and programmers and, you know, they had a lot of help to, like, help round out the game
1: um, right
0: and like uh you know i in the past will be like oh man destor was just uh, only made by two a two-person team and yeah, that's yeah. that's not really realistic and it kind <laughs> it kind of isn't great because it it takes away from the work that all those other people definitely added to the experience um yeah and so yeah i guess maybe because this interview was with Josh Sawyer I was like oh I guess Josh Sawyer made this game so that's my bad um, I guess Josh I'm... Sawyer was maybe the director and then he had a team
1: within obsidian that was working on this yeah so I, I don't have confirmation on any, on any of this but I think the way it would have gone down is Josh would have been a director on numerous projects at obsidian uh-huh. um, he would have said hey I've got a game we're winding up on grounded right now you know like I've got an idea for a game I'm gonna like make a small group of uh, people from other teams who are also, you know, looking for work mm-hmm. and we're going to like, uh, work on this game called Pentiment. And then he would have got, you know, like studio director sign off to like make a pitch. They would have mm-hmm. pitched it to Microsoft and then they get the go ahead to make the game.
0: Right. Um, okay.
1: In obsidian's case, they're a relatively large studio. They're working on several IPs all at once. Um, mm. and, and since being acquired by, uh, Microsoft, it's been, it's been, you know, nothing but up for them so um yeah i think this would have been like a small subsection of the obsidian squad working on this game um it's definitely not like you know the scope of a game like grounded um Mm. yeah so yeah cool yeah dude pentiment's sick (laughs) i played a little bit of it this week um yeah it's super weird uh I i can't remember if i mentioned it to you or not but when you're talking to people in this game they all speak with text on the screen and depending on their standing in society it like changes the type style of text that appears oh so like like the font yeah yeah the font and the way it's drawn on and so like you're an artist and so like the lettering it does like all the outlines first and then it fills it in in the black the right. uh, in, in, in the spaces and, and like you talk to someone who's like a uh, a print printer you know like at the printing press or whatever yeah um, and he, his letters all go on in blocks in reverse and upside down. And then when he's finished talking, it'll like stamp it in and like the words will appear. Oh, wow. That's um, so cool. Yeah. You talk to like royalty or like, you know, highfalutin people in society and their text is all flourishy and fancy and mm-hmm. all over the place. And, and you speak to like, you know, peasants or whatever, and there's will be like chicken scratch handwriting. Right. Um, oh, it's man. very interesting. Um.
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm really keen on that game. I'd be. I'd be interested to make it a uh
1: a game club game in the future <laughs> if we decide to go that route. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, the the characters are all interestingly written. They all have their own personality, just in the writing. I think it's helped by the font appearance and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. they definitely have like a a voice, which is really cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, there is so much happening i feel like it's the sort of game where like i don't know if i could have done something differently already you know i'd only been playing for i don't know three or four hours right um but i feel like you know there's like all these paths that i haven't even looked down yet just on the map and Mm. like i'm already like did i forget to talk to someone have i ruined some like path that i could have taken by you know, not talking to these people in the woods or whatever. Cause I like (laughs) walked right by them and I was like, I don't want to talk to these people. And then I was like, maybe I should have like, maybe I would have got some information that would have helped me with something. I don't know. Maybe I would have ruined something else. Who knows? Yeah. So it's got like this whole like, you know, um, chain reaction feeling to the game already, which is, which is really cool. That's awesome.
0: Yeah. Well, if it's, if it's using disco as an influence, hopefully one of the main concepts it took away from that was failure means progress. Um, because that's definitely what was a pain in the ass in previous point and click adventures where like failure meant reload or like, you know, redo things and like redoing something that's point and click is like work, you know, that's, that's the antithesis of fun. Um, but, yep. but making failure as part of progression or just like, yeah, you, you missed out on all this stuff and like life goes on, the story continues, the
1: characters yeah. develop. That's, uh, yep. that's what we're here for, baby. Yeah. It, it also has a little bit of that sort of like dice roll thing, though. I think it's more of like a skill check. Um, oh, yep. It'll have like a bar that comes up on screen if you're trying to persuade someone of something. It's only happened a couple of times to me in my sh- short amount of time with the game, I guess. But mm-hmm. yeah, it'll be like, hey, you're trying to persuade someone t- to do something for you and you can you can use some of your stats to like uh, contribute to the, the likelihood of, of that happening. Very um, cool. Yeah. So it's pretty
0: sweet. Uh, well, you're persuading me to play it. That's for sure. Yeah,
1: <laughs> nice. Uh, hell yeah, man. Um, Did you have any more news? I don't think I do. Um, cool. Yeah, yeah. I think we're good on the news front. Alrighty
0: then. Well, um, shall we jump into this month's game club game, Death Door?
1: <laughs> yeah, let's jump in. Okay,
0: so I've got, I've got a bit of an intro for us. Um, and I think it's going to motivate you to spew forth your cavalcade of criticism.
1: Yeah. Uh, so how do you want to do this? Do you want to like take it in turns and like go over stuff or like just go back and forth?
0: Um, well, I'm just, I'm just going to say what I've got as an intro here and mm-hmm. I reckon, I reckon things will just unfurl naturally all right, cool. from there. Um, all right. So, so this was my impressions of Death Door. Um... <clears throat> So playing Death's Door feels like waiting for the bus to go home. There's a cool breeze and the bus arrives on schedule. You board and the driver gives you the nod of respect that fellow motorcyclists often share. The seats have been reupholstered with velvet. Each seat has its own style that fits in seamlessly with the rest of the decor. The suspension (laughs) makes it feel like you're travelling on a Shinkansen in short death store is a fantastic amalgamation of everything you've seen before with the kind of polish and implementation that outshines some of its best inspirations wow poetic
1: <laughs> <laughs> what say you Ben, uh, i i don't have a like a an introduction to my feelings of the game um mm-hmm. but uh i f- i didn't finish it did you finish it
0: Mm, yeah. So I I did a bunch of um, extra stuff as well. So right. I, I hit eighty percent um, in nine hours of gameplay, um, and I think I think I probably finished it within seven hours. Um, right. And there right. was two hours of side content that
1: I did. Right. Um, yeah. I I've, so I mean, maybe I should just like start reading off some of the stuff that I've written down, like overall thoughts. but yeah, yeah, um, yeah, my, my impression of the game was not good. Mm-hmm. Um, I found the play experience to be, like uh slow and uncomfortable um Mm. moving around was not pleasurable like swinging my sword was not pleasurable Mm. (laughs) firing my my uh my fireball or whatever or the arrow was not pleasurable um the whole experience was just like kind of hard to look at and not enjoyable to hard to to
0: look at you didn't like the
1: art no, I thought the art was try hard and ugly. <laughs> oh
0: my god.
1: Wow. I thought the enemy design was nonsensical and had no tie to the world. <laughs> whoa, whoa. All right, all right. Slow down, slow down. The, the art
0: and the music were two things where I'm like, there's no I way. I turned the music off. Oh I stand my. The music. Are you serious? Yeah. Wow. Wow. This is this is fascinating because yeah. because, like, the music and the art design gave me goosebumps on multiple occasions. Ugh, wow! Like I would just, I would just like sit there and soak it in. I thought it was so beautiful.
1: Wow! Uh, yeah, to to me, it felt like you know they're going for like um, what's that Zelda game that has that sort of more cartoony style, uh, Link's Awakening on the uh, yep. on the Switch, um, yep, yep. but without any of the attention to detail from the camera. And it also wow. felt like they'd watched like way too much adventure time or Steven universe and got inspired by character designs there. And were like, Hey, yeah, we're going to give our characters these big shiny eyeballs and like weird little mouths. Wow. Um, yeah. It, it just felt a little bit like contrived for me or like a little bit try hard. Like they were going for this, like, you know, kiddie style sort of a bit quirky. Um... There's a, there's a Halloween series that I really like. That's uh, what's it called? Um... Oh shit. It's, it's, yeah, I can't remember the name of it right now. But, um, yeah, it's it's got, like, a Cartoon Network vibe to it that's uh, really, really familiar to a lot of people that, that watch that stuff. It just felt like yeah. a, a bit of a, um, I don't know, an irreverent homage to, to that style. And I, I didn't like it. Yeah, okay.
0: Interesting. I thought um, it was a fairly inoffensive game, as mm. in, like, they... Like, it wore its influences on its sleeve yeah um, right. and yep. and it and it did play things pretty safe um but i I thought uh, just about everything I saw was really well implemented um like you mentioned about the the combat um mm-hmm. i I really loved the combat. I felt that um you know it was basically an isometric Zelda with the focus on combat rather than puzzles, mm-hmm. and the combat was um kind of that throwback to Castlevania um, where there's a lot of commitment there's no animation cancelling um, yeah. you know, it's it's about like when you swing your sword, like you're swinging your sword until that animation finishes um, yeah. and I thought the game did a really good job of like teaching you how things were implemented early on um, there's this big knight. I think it's the first mini-boss and this knight is so fast. Like, he, he's he got this, like, huge mace, and he brings it down really quickly. Oh, uh, yeah. And, and, like, I I died so much to that knight. I didn't die at all up until that point. Like, I, I fought that first fortress boss or whatever, um, and, you know, I was having a great time. And then I came up against this knight, and I just started getting slaughtered. And, right. like, I basically had to change my playstyle to a more, like... Get in one swing, get out kind of deal, kind of like right. um, Dark Souls Two, because like the ev- ev- like everything's really slow in the beginning of Dark Souls Two. Yeah. yeah, um, and yeah, I really liked it. I really liked how everything kind of had this weight. Um, you know, the the no animation cancelling thing is like definitely one of those things that I used to really pine for in games that, that didn't have it. But I think since I've played through like a bunch of classics like Castlevania and super Metroid and stuff where like, you know, it was all about commitment and animation canceling wasn't really a thing. I've just come to learn that that's a design decision, you know, they were like, all right. So they, they want the combat to be more weighty, um you know and and i thought in the context of death store it worked pretty well whereas like in god of war that first that first 2018 game it really frustrated me i was right, right. i was like there's so many enemies it's all fast paced action i feel like i should be able to at like cancel my animations and roll away um yep. whereas like when i was playing through death store i never really felt overwhelmed with like too many enemies or like, you know, the boss having too complicated of a move set, um, or anything like that.
1: Yeah. I mean, so I, like I said, I didn't really enjoy the combat. I would have liked to have been able to roll cancel. I think though, Mm -hmm. I get what you, what, what they were going for with the whole uh, classic style feeling game. Yep. Um, yeah. I, one of the things that really bugged me about the combat was when you get hit, you get knocked down. Mm, yeah. And it felt like every time I got hit, I got knocked down. Is that right? Whenever um, you take damage, you get knocked down?
0: Uh, I can't remember,
1: but it let's... Stops, it stops input, right? Like, it's like, can't move.
0: Yeah, yeah. I do remember definitely, like, sometimes you'd get hit and then you couldn't move for a second. Then you'd need to roll away after you stand up.
1: yeah. And to me, that was like really frustrating because there was no indication for how long I was on the ground and not allowed to press buttons for like, it just felt like maybe it's because there was too little, um, focus on the specific animation of being on the ground or like Mm. no indicator for like flashing to make you, you know, aware that you're about to start to be able to take damage again, because like you take damage, you fall on the ground, Enemies can hit you, but you don't take any more damage after being in that state. You know, it's like, it's like the flashing state, you know, like whenever you take damage in old school games. Yeah. yeah um, but yeah, yeah, I just don't remember there being flashing or there was no indication that I wasn't allowed to be taking damage anymore. And I just felt like overall, like combat sort of felt clunky as a result. Like I, you know, I'd get knocked down and then I was like, there's other enemies near me. I have to roll out of the way. They're attacking me. I can't roll because I'm stuck in this animation for being hit. And I just felt like, I don't know, it just felt, um, I don't know, frustrating at that point. (laughs) I felt frustrated every every time I got hit, not because like I, you know, I didn't get to dodge the attack, but because, you know, after I got hit, I just didn't really understand what was going on. Right. I see.
0: Yeah. I mean,
1: there was a lot of
0: that in this game that Mm. I personally enjoyed, but there was, it, it felt like they exerted themselves. And they decided to have a distinct lack of indication. Mm. Like a lot of the learning I did in this game was like super intuitive for me. And I just learned by like swinging my sword or, you know, interacting with the world. There was, you know, except for that, like, um, tutorial area, that's pretty short and kind of reminds me of like the dark souls tutorial area. Yeah. um like otherwise the world has no text tutorials um mm-hmm. and it's just about like shooting arrows through flame and like whacking explosive plants and like seeing how they interact with things um, yeah yeah and and I really appreciate that kind of design and it, it kind of showed in... Um, like all the enemies themselves, like there's no health bars. They just slowly Mm. kind of deteriorate, deteriorate and crack. And I love that kind of like visual storytelling style of, of communicating information
1: to the player. Um, yeah. I mean, I I like that cracking too. I just wish that they'd done something like that with the player (laughs) where like when I took damage, I could tell that I'd take a damage and I wasn't just like left I don't know, maybe I'm, I'm asking for a little bit more handholding, but also demanding that they don't hold my hand a little, you know, like I'm kind of trying to have my cake and eat it too, a little bit, but
0: yeah, um, I, I thought the, the, when I'd taken damage was really clear because they do mm, the hollow night thing where they knock you back. Well, they freeze the screen and the sound dips. Ah, uh, right, right. And it's like, it's a really impactful, like, could kind of, yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. Um, but like sticking with the combat, one of the one of the mechanics that was unique to the game that I really enjoyed was the slap economy. So basically, you've got—it's obviously not called slap economy in game. I just <laughs> made that up. But like you've got um ranged spells, and at the start you've got an arrow, and you get like um you get a, a fireball <laughs> and a hook shot and like a bomb you can throw. Um, but to use those ranged spells, you've got to hit enemies or hit plants. And that gives you like a maximum of four uses. And I really loved that kind of, that, that design decision to coerce the player into being a bit more aggressive. It's its yeah. the same kind of thing we've seen in in Bloodborne and Dead Cells where it's like, you know, if you want to regain health or if, like, if you want to have the ability to use ranged spells, you need to get in there and have a go first. And, um, yeah, I really enjoyed that in the combat. And it also kind of fell into the level design as well. Like, each biome had specific plants and stuff that grew so that you could slap them at any point to get
1: a bunch of ranged yeah. spells to use to either solve puzzles or like do combat or whatever i definitely found that the um slap economy worked really well in more boss fight scenarios like i found myself mm. thinking about it more but just when i was wandering around the world fighting you know regular mob enemies i didn't really see a purpose for i just, I just didn't pay attention to it right um yeah i'd usually just ran up to them and hit them with my sword or if they were too far away then i would hit them with the fireball and i wasn't like i need to like go hit some plants or like make sure i do some close combat so i can get my range back it's just it just kind of whatever application and if i didn't have my spell i would just like walk away from the enemy i didn't really like yeah have feel a need to um engage with that part of the game during regular uh, combat um but yeah speaking of combat even a little bit more the healing was probably one of the least appealing parts of this game for me (laughs) this healing mechanic drove me bonkers oh okay tell me why so um, maybe i'll just read my little writing write-up that i've got here and i can uh, go into it um so the healing mechanic feels as though it wants to add tension about when you choose to use the healing items in the world which are these little plants that you um plant seeds in and, and then use once right or is it used twice
0: uh, nah. So just to to give everyone context, basically, um, you find seeds throughout the world and mm. there are pot plants scattered throughout the world and to heal, you need to plant a seed in the pot plant and it yeah. grows, it grows a plant that you can heal with. And Ye- once you use that plant, it disappears until you die or warp. D- d- die or what was the last thing you said? warp like
1: if you warp, warp. out of the oh, level right. and then yeah. come back the plant will have regrown yeah right sorry discord cut out on the p of warp i thought you were saying walk and i was like what
0: <laughs> <laughs> if you just walk around no yeah if yeah. You warp. Yep, yep, yep.
1: yeah okay cool yeah so um yeah the the tension that i felt like they were trying to go for with like you know are you going to use this healing item now or later um mm. was lost on me i was like i don't really need to heal right now
0: mm-hmm.
1: um and when i do need to heal there's not a plant nearby um and also like if there was a plant nearby there was almost always a door around somewhere and I could just go through the door and regain my health that way and I was like well why why are you giving me plants to use uh and then also doors to heal with uh, and also I can just die and walk back anyway so I don't really I don't know why there's why there's this healing mechanic and then also the the rewards that you got for solving little puzzles was often seeds and I was like great a seed that I'm not going to use On a plant that i'm not going to (laughs) use like i just hated getting that as a reward or if i saw it as a reward i was like i'm not going to go get that there's no point like i just i'm not using this yeah okay um so uh having each one requires an item to feel like it's only single use uh, and makes you feel like you want to have to think about it um you know but there's for me i just ended up not having to think about it i was just like oh i'm just either going to use this if i really need it or just die and walk back or whatever um, uh, what else I I got here? Um, yeah, it's just to pivot a little bit off the healing stuff. I uh, talk about map design. Um, yeah. So I, this,
0: this for me, I think is the game's strongest kind of point,
1: but I want to, okay. I want to hear your take. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> the, the, one of the top things I wrote here is the map design is insane. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, i wrote here not only does the world give you northeast southwest directions you know the characters will say head north yeah um but the game is fixed at a 45 degree you know angle so north mm-hmm. is actually northeast if you're referencing your screen mm-hmm. so yeah running you can't really run up and expect to be going north you, you go you're going to be going like northwest if you run up yeah yeah and yep. so i felt that was like a bit of a weird one um yeah and then totally also the, 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 the camera rotates at r- certain points in the game if you like go down like a secret alleyway or something it will spin around 45 mm, degrees again and Then yeah. i'm like oh now i'm even more lost as to what way is north um, right oh man i loved that that's <laughs> <laughs> so funny um yeah i felt like there was heaps of weird dead ends you know there was no unique enemy down the end there was no little treat for exploring you didn't get like a little bit of lore it was just like a legit dead end there was nothing there yeah Um, sometimes they gave you a door that you couldn't open um but the door was usually some cryptic like didn't make any sense as to you know what i needed to do to open the door it would just have a pattern on it or something
0: yeah so so maybe since we're talking about the level design we should mention some of the metroidvania stuff because the the metroidvania stuff i thought was really well implemented in that you actually have the ability to do a lot of stuff from the beginning of the game, but it just doesn't tell you. So, yep. like, I don't know if you saw the sewer gates that were everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, like, you can enter those from the second you start playing the game. Um, you just need to do, like, a downward smash and you go underground and, you know, go to another part of the map. Um, oh, right. and I didn't, I didn't figure that out until like halfway through the game. I was like, man, these are everywhere. And I was like expecting to get like an ability to use them as like teleports or something right, like that. Right. And then I was like, I'm just going to try like downward smashing it. And like, it worked. And I was like, oh my God, I could have done this the whole time. <laughs> um, right, right. So like, I, yeah, I mean, having, having played through the whole game, I didn't come across any dead ends. Really? Oh my god! Yeah. Dude, the first
1: area, I was like walking into dead ends constantly. Um,
0: like if I found yeah. if I found like a dead end that not a, like if I found somewhere where I couldn't progress, like it was obvious I couldn't progress because I didn't have an ability. I was like, oh yeah, mm. there's a pole right there that i um, I'm I'll need a hookshot for or something like right, that. Right, right. I never kind of found somewhere I was like, what the hell's the point of this place? Yeah, um,
1: right. Yeah. The, like, um,
0: sorry, go on. Sorry.
1: No, okay. Um, th- the other thing that drove <laughs> me a little bit wild about the map and the area design was they were used. They would use so in this forty-five degree angle layout, right? You've got certain cliff faces that will obscure the player when they move towards them, mm-hmm. just because of the height of the the uh, floors relative to one another. So, like, you'd walk up to a wall and your character would go into shadow, yep. effectively, but you could still see them through the the uh, floor. Yeah, and and so oftentimes they use this to hide secrets or treasures and Mm. that drove me crazy because i was like okay now every time that there's a fucking wall that i can go into shadow behind i need to go and explore that because there might be a secret there that that just made me push up against all the shadowy walls and i was like this feels like a waste of time because not every shadowy wall had a secret and oftentimes they didn't i was like i hate i hate that i'm them being told to do this right yeah i think
0: um yeah, I don't really remember finding many shadowy walls, but I th- right. I remember the effect. Yeah, uh, yeah, Like, when you go into the sewer grate and you're underground, you're just yeah, a shadow. Yeah. Like, right, right. And, and yeah. you, like, walk through underground paths. So, I remember the effect, but I don't remember, like, using it to go through walls or whatever.
1: Yeah, there were sections where there would be, like, a little corner that you could walk up against um, in the shadowy wall. And if you kept walking, you would, like, pan the camera over, or the camera would do a rotate and you'd be in like a little new area oh maybe, maybe yeah. yeah 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 yep. i'm with you i'm with
0: you yeah right
1: yeah yeah and so i was like i don't know so, so um this is this was made um probably worse to me when i took a little break from the game like i stopped playing for a week and then i came back mm-hmm. um because i didn't remember where i needed to go to go um right. and so i was just walking around the first area i didn't know which doors i needed to go into or like if i'd miss something or what direction i need to go in and so like i was pushing up against this wall and i was like oh uh, i guess i can go through here and the camera moved and i was like oh now i'm really lost (laughs) and there's all these walls that i could push up against and i don't know which way to go right Um, so eventually i found the the bird that was like you need to go north and i was like okay
0: i was about to say that that bird is always there to tell you where
1: to go Yeah, but I don't know how to find that bird in the first place. That's the problem.
0: Oh, I see.
1: Yeah, okay. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Like, I found him eventually. I was like, thank God I found him because, Mm. yeah, I've just been wandering around. Yeah. Um, So, yeah. I think,
0: um, like, I I played it in, like, three or four days, I think, just, like, an hour or two every day. And, like, it was basically just, like, Dark Souls for me. Like, there's no map Mm. in Dark Souls, and it was never an issue. Um, Just because the world is so small. Um, or like not, not small, but it's not open, you know, like each, each little biome or section of the world you go is, is contained. Um, so like, I felt like, I mean, I never really got lost, but when I was exploring, you know, I could do a whole loop of the biome in, in a pretty short amount of time. Right. Um, but like, I was also like coming off the back of carry on, which was a 2d Metroidvania that had no map. And so I think I was like coming into this pretty prime to like pay special attention to my surroundings and like, right. you know, keep, keep an idea of like where I am in relation to the rest of the world. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But maybe if we can, if we can just dive a little deeper in into the level design because I'm, sure. I'm, it's, it's so interesting hearing all of your takes because it's just <sighs> like, I just feel like we, we, experienced the same content and almost just had the opposite impression. Yeah. yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. Which is rare for us. I don't know if this it has is. ever happened before. Um, yeah. But one of the just biggest winning points for me was the Urnwitch's manor. So, like, uh-huh. from from the estate to entering the manor to, like, going into the basement to the Urnwitch boss fight, I thought that whole sequence was a straight 10 i thought mm. the combat the music the level design the art man i loved how when you went indoors like you were just kind of in this floating space and oh man i don't know i just like i got goosebumps so many times when i would like be outside, you know, chipping away at enemies and then I'd go indoors and like, there'd be a few candles and the shadows would be like cast up against the wall and you know, the room would only be taking up maybe 60, 70% of the screen and the right. rest of the screen was like complete darkness around you. And I just yeah. thought like the lighting and the
1: art worked so well together. Um, but yeah. You- sorry go on (laughs) no no you're yeah i I agree i think for me the best part of the game was the urn witch's manor um yeah and there were some genuinely cool secrets in there like using the reflection in water to find the secret urns to smash i Mm. thought that was really cool yeah um the way that you got in through the gardens around the outside of the manor with the moat and stuff, that was really cool as well. And then I yeah. talked to a bird a bit later on, like, or a dude who fed me a meal and he was like, Hey, there's like a secret near the moat. Mm. And I was like, that's, that's cool. I like being told that there's secrets near places. Yeah. Um, and it was done like organically through a little interaction where you're eating a meal. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I just getting, getting to that part of the game sucked. And then after beating that boss sucked. <laughs> just, uh, yeah. I don't know. I, I just would. Uh, and then like when I started the second boss area, I was like not enjoying myself as much as the witch urn, or the urn witch's palace. And I just, I don't know. Yeah. I just sort of fell off after that point.
0: Yeah. I think that's when we first started talking about it is like, I just beat the urn witch. And I, I thought that was just one of the best Boss fights I've had in like an isometric format. Easily. Like 2D and isometric. I was just like, fuck. Everything is so clear. She telegraphs everything so clearly. I've got to use like everything at my disposal. I I I really enjoyed it. And like when we started chatting, and I was like, dude, this is the fucking best. And you were like, no. I was like, oh god. (laughs) Um like when you said you really didn't enjoy. The, the boss fight, I was like, oh, man. Like, if I didn't enjoy the boss fight, I don't know if I would keep playing because I feel like that was the game kind of, you know, basically saying this is where the spice is. Um, yeah, and, yeah. And it was. Like, you know, the spice was definitely about, like, the level design. Like I said, I thought it was really... I, I thought it was brilliant. Like, the the <laughs> Earn, Earn Witch's Manor, I actually played that level twice because I was, oh, like... Wow. Uh, this is, this this is the pinnacle of isometric level design. Like it doesn't get yeah. better than this. Um, yeah, I, right. I thought it far outclassed anything I saw in that um, 3DS Zelda game I played. Yeah, yeah, one of my favorite games ever. <laughs> 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 oh, no.
1: But uh, I, yeah. you know, I I still really enjoyed that Zelda fucking yeah, solid, yeah. No, solid I, as hell. I, I... I think if i went back and replayed uh that zelda i would have a bad time like i think my taste has just changed a little bit i I struggle to see you know like you walk into an isometric room there's like a little ramp up the side and like a little seed for a reward if you drop down and get the get the seed you know like that's Mm -hmm. or there's like a a pot between you know you and the seed you gotta smash the pot with your fireball before you can get down there or whatever it is you know like that's that's kind of the flow in those little areas yeah and i was like i'd walk in and be like okay I, I see the seed, I don't care about the seed, I guess I'll have to go get it, I don't, I don't know. Like, I, I just didn't, I didn't, uh, like, I, I got the, the stuff that they were going for, and there was a couple of times in the Witch Manor where I felt like it was, like, actually an interesting twist on that, where they would, like, have, you know, like, a few different paths that you could take or like a little hidden path if you broke a certain urn or whatever mm-hmm. I like that um mm. but yeah for the for the most part hang on i took a screenshot of a, a, a bit of a level and i wanted to send it to you really quick um i'll put this in uh, as a link in the episode description oh yeah as well but um sorry to do the old discord show thing but what do we get this was just like an example of like a little environment puzzle that i felt like a I saw heaps of this stuff all the time. Oh, yeah. And there's, there's like a simple fix for this, right? So, what we're looking at here is like there's like three levels of platform. You're standing on the top level, there's a seed on the middle level, and on the bottom level is an area that you'd access prior. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to hit a plant on the top level where you're standing. The, the, the plant shoots a projectile and blows up a brick wall so that you can access the seed on the second level. Yeah. Um, this is fine. But once I drop down and get that seed, I have no way of getting back up to where I just was. And so I have to run all the way back around to get back up to where I just was, which makes me a not want to get the seed and B I don't care about the damn seed. (laughs) So I'm not (laughs) going to do this. I'm not going to engage with this dumb puzzle. Like all you need to do is put a little ladder next to that broken wall and I could just climb back up and then I would be way more likely to get the seed. And to me, I felt like that was just like really bad design.
0: Right. But don't, right interesting so i would say that's good design because you can choose not (laughs) to engage with it
1: yeah but it wants me to engage with it it's like asking me to get the seed you know it's like here's a little scenario not a mini puzzle
0: but that's the thing i don't think it is like it's there for you yeah like it's just there for you to engage with it if you want but there's no character being like you should do this you've already got a bunch of seeds so you don't need any more seeds i think that's like I think this is, like, the pinnacle of optional content, dude. <laughs>
1: like, I think... Yeah, it's it's optional content that, like, like begs me not to engage with it, though. It's like... Well, it both it begs me to... It, like, asks me to get it. You know, it's like, hey, here's a seed. You can get it if you want. Mm. But if you get it, I'm punishing you because you can't get back up to where you just were because there's no ladder. Like...
0: Right. I... I yeah. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying, but... Oh, man, like... This is the best version of that, you know, like I've, I've seen this so poorly implemented in so many other games. So, all right. So moving on from the seeds, did you find any of the actual secrets? Like the, there's like four magic boosty things and four health boosty things in every level. Yeah, I found a few of those. Yeah, so I thought I thought they were really well implemented because, like, I, I I think I I, I get where you're going with like the seeds were just, um, really quite simple and like mm. it was very rare that you know, the seeds weren't even really puzzles. They were just like you know, do you
1: understand? Yeah. This mechanic. And do you need this? Do you need my health? If you need more health, then go do this little thing. Yeah. 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 yeah um, I get that.
0: Yeah, Yeah. um, one of the, one of the best kind of secret slash puzzly things, um, that I came across were, like, these secret bosses that upgraded your spells. Did you, did you come across one of those dudes?
1: No, I never found one of those guys.
0: So, I think there was one in every level, and they basically had you do, um probably the most complicated kind of puzzle i saw in the game and then it like transported you to this boss arena that was usually a pretty hard fight and then if you beat them you got like an upgraded version of a spell that you already had um and i thought that was like really good implementation but man that's so funny to me that (laughs) you think that's
1: bad yeah Um, yeah i just couldn't i i just the fact that you can't get back up. That's all that it is. All right. you need to do is add add a ladder and I'm happy and it becomes good design. Right. Yeah. Because I... like, there's an optional puzzle that gives me an easy way to get back on path. Like yeah. it's, it, if I drop down there, I don't know where there is and I have to figure out a way to get back to where I was.
0: Right. I think, I think when I was playing this game, I just trusted them. Like yeah. by, by the t- time you were thinking about like, you know, what do I do? Am I going to be able to get back up? Like, I had already grabbed the seed and was running around to get back yeah. up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like <laughs> maybe it's because like I I like I said right at the start, like I didn't enjoy moving around or fighting in this world. Right. So like yeah. remember when we were talking about Hollow Knight ages ago and we we're talking about how like awesome and silky smooth the movement in combat is? Mm-hmm. Like if mm-hmm. you didn't enjoy that style of movement and combat, then that you would just hate the whole experience, right? Like that's everything would true. feel like this to you. Yeah. So like yep. yeah. I think that's probably part of it where I was just like at a certain point the game had just or I had just decided that I didn't like the way that it, the game was asking me to play it. Mm, and um, everything yeah. after that was just like, okay, now it's all, all of this is a chore. Mm. It might be, you might like on its, for you, it's like interesting design or like a cool little puzzle or like an optional, you know, um, little bit of flavor. But for me, it was just like asking me to continue or do more of the thing that I don't like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <You know>? Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, well, I think so. you got it, dude. Like if you don't yeah. like the
0: core and again, it's like, you know, it's, it's obviously taken a lot of inspiration from Zelda, but the core is on the combat rather than the puzzles. You know, like I would have spent 80% of the game fighting and maybe 20% of the game solving puzzles, probably less. Um, so so yeah, like you say, if you're not enjoying the combat or the movement or anything like that, then yeah, I think, I think it's going to be pretty hard for you to have a good time.
1: Yeah. 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 Um, the other thing that I just took note of as well was the uh running animation. The crows this is so petty. <laughs> the crows' feet penetrate through the ground on the running animation <laughs> oh right yeah. oh dear it's just a small little annoyance so yeah you know there's just like so many of those little things where it was like i can't i don't like looking at this, <laughs> I don't let, like, this. oh my god I hate it. Oh. Uh, the boss fights oh. were cool though i will say that castle boss in that first area the urn witch boss a, a lot of like the some of the enemy rush stuff i actually found really enjoyable and like a fun slog where you have to like you know really ration out your hits or ration out your health yeah um, yep. yeah and that, dude that you did cool.
0: You didn't like the music? like No,
1: I turned, I turned it off and it's at a certain point. I was like, this piano loop is driving me nuts. Wow. Yeah. Bro. Yeah.
0: This yeah. is wild. This is wild yeah. to me. Um, All right, I'll go through a couple of things I liked.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, please um, do, because I feel like I've been so negative on this game. And I, I think it's like, it's probably fine, you know, that people enjoyed this game. You enjoyed this game. Like, I'm um, just...
0: Yeah, know, it's, you
1: know. I'm, I'm
0: glad, I'm glad, like because I finished it maybe three weeks ago now, and I'm, mm. I'm glad I had some distance from it to, like, properly assess everything. Um, yep. Because when I first spoke to you, I just did Earn Witch's Manor, and I was like, fuck, if the rest of the game is like this, then this is, like, you know, this is Game of the Year material for me. <laughs> um, but the... Yeah, the Earned Witch's Manor was definitely the best, like, the best music, the best level design. And, like, I loved the way they used music in that level. Like, it had this motif over, like, two hours that kept developing and then by the end you're in this industrial basement with, like, steam and levers and the music is in tune to the steam and it was, like, very chaotic and exciting. Um yeah, man, I just thought that that Earnwich section was just incredible, and like the other sections of the game, all turn out to be very, very good. Um, but man, nothing, nothing like the Earnwich. Um, and so yeah, that there are a couple of things that I I really um liked that aren't common in other games. Um, one of them is no penalty for dying. I mm. I found it to be a really relaxing time because of that. Like, for me, it was just really nice to be in, like, what I thought to be, like, a beautiful isometric world with really, like, really chill music, unless you were in, like, a boss battle or whatever. And because there was no penalty for dying, I just felt like I, you know... The game just wanted me to play it and explore and like find new areas and stuff like that. And it was so cool that they could have been like, oh, you know, we're creating tension by having a currency and like you lose the currency when you yeah. die and you've got to get yeah. back. And like that's tried and true. And that does make things really tense. But I just like that they made
1: the vibe so much more relaxing. Um, yeah, I, I will say the vibe was relaxing. I did. When I first put it up, I was like, yeah, this is. This game has a vibe and it's pretty chill. Like mm. I, I like the black and white area and i like how lush stuff is when they really push the fact that you're in like a forest or whatever like they really lean into each biome which i, told you, I just didn't like the style personally but yeah, yeah. i will say that it, it, they did um like you said they they really lent on the vibe pretty hard in certain areas and even in that, that screenshot that i just sent you it has like dappled lighting from high trees all around and mm. i think that's nice too like it, yeah the, the vibe is on the vibe is on mm um all right i'll take that um yeah.
0: and what else they like oh i really loved the upgrade tree so really simple stuff it was just like strength dexterity constitution and intelligence or magic um mm-hmm. but unlike other games like uh you know dark souls where it's like all right you got a great sword you 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 boost strength to do more damage with that weapon. You got a scimitar, you boost dexterity to do more damage with that weapon. This was like classic attributes. So, strength updated, uh, sorry, upgraded your ability to deal more damage with every weapon because it was your strength. And dexterity upgraded your speed and your ability to swing every weapon slightly faster. And it was just like, it was cool that. It was so broad, you know, it didn't feel like because you were upgrading a certain attribute that you were locked down to a certain playstyle or weapon. You could yep. just kind of freely change between them and it was about whether you wanted to deal more damage or you wanted to swing faster or you wanted to like have more like ranged damage or like more health and i really you know it was really simple um but i just thought it was like the right amount of implementation for that kind of thing in a game like this
1: yeah nice yeah that's cool yeah i I didn't engage too much with the upgrading I, i did it a couple times but i don't think i ever played long enough to actually like see any results from it yeah yeah um yeah, and so
0: I I finished it up, and like the story is really cute. The flavor is like Zelda meets Banjo Kazooie. Um, mm. I thought I thought the um man the dialogue l- made me laugh out loud a lot. Um, like when you're when you go through the Urn Witch's Manor, right? You're like basically wrecking all her shit. You're like busting urns and you're walking through secret walls and all that kind of stuff, and she's like. After you do, like, a little mini boss, she'll she'll visit you and she'll be like, dude, what are you doing, little crow? Um, you know, and it's all very Zelda-y. Mm. And then you, like, you get down into a basin and you find her and she's like, you little shit. And I just thought that was <laughs> so fucking funny. I was like, oh, this is this is a bit more adult than Zelda. That's cool. Yeah, uh, she swears at you, right? Yeah, she, she... calls you a little shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and there was just, there was a lot of little flavor things like that. Like, your um, static animation was really cute. Like, I feel like they got the movement of the crow's head spot on. Like, it was really jerky. Um, and, like, you collect, there's, like, a bunch of world-building secrets to find that don't serve any, like, mechanical purpose, but they just, like, build into the lore and they're called your shiny things. And I thought that was cute because crows collect Mm -hmm. shiny things in real life. Um, And, yeah, like, the the overarching story, without going into spoilers or whatever, was just a real kind of funny criticism of capitalism where there was basically, like, the Lord of Doors, which I took to be, like you know, billionaires, and then they were basically forcing crows into work. So they imprisoned the Grim Reaper and they were like, all right, we're just going to get all these little minions on bad pay to do all the work. And like, as you beat more bosses and like unlocked more biomes, you could talk to your colleagues and they'd slowly be like, yeah, actually this is bullshit. Like we have to do so much paperwork. Um, and yeah, there was just a lot of like visual storytelling elements in that hall of doors hub world um, yeah. that kind of changed
1: as you played the game. Yeah. I did notice some of that stuff when you, especially after getting out of the urn, which area and you go back into the hub world and you're like all the way over to the left or whatever.
0: It's
1: like mm. that kind of cool. You walk past a bunch of different crows and they're chilling there doing different stuff. Um, yeah. I kind of feel like I was the, I I at a certain point I became the crankiest old man I've ever been. <laughs> I just <laughs> refused to take in any of the potentially good stuff this game had to offer. Oh, um, I mean I'm just I'm just stoked you played
0: it as long as you did because like yeah. you know it's not it's not like you're coming out with a bunch of points that are like This is bad design. This is bad design. It's like, you know, you can just, you can see something and just not like it. Like, I think that's so fair. And I think, like, a lot of the points you've had are super fair. Like, I think, I think if, you know, I think the combat is is clunky. I think it's purposefully clunky, like we talked about yeah. with no animation cancelling or anything like that. But like it's clunky, you know, just, just like the Castlevania stuff. Like it's definitely not like Hollow Knight or Ori in the Blind Forest where you you know, you start controlling that shit and you're like, ooh, I'm fast and I'm fluid. Yeah, like yeah. it it's it's a lot more restrained than that. Yeah um, but it's uh yeah, it's also the kind of game that um, I think I'm drawn to, and I didn't know that before, before we decided to make it this month's game., um, yeah. but, but like it's definitely like combat focused, like it's it's got a pretty decent difficulty curve, especially towards the end, um, right. that I thought was really satisfying. But yeah, I just, I just like that we kind of both,
1: played the same game and we get to talk yeah, about it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, totally. Yeah, and, and that we had like polar opposite experiences, which I think is really interesting. Like normally we usually go for the same kind of thing.
0: Yeah, dude, um, it it blows my mind some of the examples you've had though, where you're like, they did this, this and this and I didn't like it. And I'm like, oh man, I liked those things. <laughs>
1: yeah. And the, dude, Maybe I was just in the wrong headspace when I went to play this. I was looking forward to this. Like I was like, I think this game looks cool. I'm going to enjoy it. And then I just almost straight away did not.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's like... bro, it's it's gonna mm. get me mm. like it's gonna take me quite some time to get over the fact that you turned the music off. Like, yeah. <laughs> I've I've been listening to the soundtrack on Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, I yeah, mm. that that blows my mind. I I thought the music and like, I've even got notes here, like because I know that you know there was a lot of stuff you didn't like. I was like, the music and the art style are untouchable and. like like you, you started off and you're mind. like i turned the music off and the art
1: style is ugly and i was like oh my god yeah. <laughs> oh fuck so good yeah yeah i um i mean i didn't turn it off straight away i think i got through the urn witch and then i turned it off um, oh. so i did i did get to hear all that stuff you're talking about with the oh. industrial uh, i can't believe sewage. you turned that off
0: that Fucking track is a banger.
1: That, like, <laughs>
0: industrial track with the
1: violins. No, no, after, after the urn
0: no, I know, but you turned it off after that. Like, yeah, that yeah. was not good enough for you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> uh,
1: I, don't, I don't remember at what point that it got to me with the soundtrack, but there was a song at some point I was like, I don't like this anymore. <laughs> yeah, I, I listened to my own music.
0: Well, um, before we decide December's Game Club game live, oh, yeah. um, do you have any closing thoughts?
1: Um, no, but I, I would love to hear... What other people thought of this game um and if you agree with darian or if you agree with me or what if you have another opinion about like the stuff that we talked about with this game um you know you don't have to play the game of the month during the month you can always play it listen to this in 12 months and let us know you know like it's totally. uh, it's, it's up it's up there forever so there are no rules uh, there are no rules um burn it all to the floor
0: <laughs> and and I should say like I've been praising this game a lot, but that doesn't mean like I'm coming away from this experience like 10 out of 10 um like yeah. I, I I definitely had some things where I was like, oh that's a bit sketch like when um you know there are a bunch of puzzles I solved and I was like experiencing uh like performance issues I had I had one game crash where like it froze and I had to restart um which is like a little bit. Oh, wow. Painful. Um, mm. I was I was playing on the Switch though, and you know, uh, it is. <laughs> yeah, it is kind of getting to that point where like relatively new games um, aren't going to run as smoothly as the Switch. Um, but yeah, I, honestly, like in in wrapping up, I love the game flavor. I I love the music. I love the combat. I thought the level design was some was some of the best I've seen. Like when <laughs> when I was playing Earn Witch's Manor. I was like, this is the isometric version of that Titanfall 2 level with time travel.
1: Ugh. Like...
0: <laughs> like yeah. I'm, I'm serious. I was like, this, is, this is the shit. <laughs> oh, no. um, I loved the characters. I thought they were, like, really kooky, and I loved that... Oh, man, I just... I like saying swear words in games. I don't know why, mm. but I just feel like it makes me more connected to the people that made them somehow. Not Not to say that, like... You know, games that are made to ch- for children without swear words are worse. But it just helps me relax when I'm like, oh yeah, that that's a swear word. You know, this right. this, this game is real. I don't know. It's just like because people in my everyday life swear all the time, just casually. It just makes it me more you, comfortable. Yeah, Love <laughs> yeah. yeah. um, Loved the boss fights. Loved the mini bosses, and I loved that this. You know. You would do, like, a big puzzle, find a secret mini-boss, and then, like, get an upgraded spell. That felt really meaningful. Mm -hmm. Um, And, like, those mini-bosses were were harder than, like, any of the end-level bosses, so it felt like a real kind of treat. It was, like, you don't need to do this, but, like, if you're enjoying the gameplay, the reward is the gameplay, and you get something that's worthwhile for, like, progression.
1: Yeah, yeah. Was the upgraded spell much different?
0: Um, nah. it like, it did more damage or like, um, oh God, I'm trying to remember. I got a few of them. Like you shoot more arrows at once
1: or or something
0: like that. Like it was fairly simple, but it was just, you know, it, it felt good all the same. Um, and so, yeah, the, the ending was, was pretty cool, but there was some end game content that I decided not to engage with. Um, there was like a true ending and like there was lots of busy work and to be honest, it just felt like a good example of what content for the super fans should look like, you know, right. like you do the main experience, it takes you seven hours and then there's like a bunch of other stuff and it's obviously not going to be as polished or as unique as what you've just experienced. But if you're really enjoying your time, you can go and engage with it. Yeah, um, yeah. I think, I think that's, that's a good thing. Um, but like one of the, cause I looked it up afterwards cause I was interested in like, you know, what it took to get the true ending and that kind of thing. And one of the things you need to do, there's, there's one seed for every pot in the game and you've right. got, you've got oh, to plant, plant every, every seed.
1: <laughs>
0: oh, my God. It makes me so mad. Oh, my <laughs> God. It makes me so mad. Oh, it's the first oh thing I saw, thought of when you were like, I hated the healing mechanic. Yeah. I was like, ooh. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I like I like the healing mechanic. I like there was no penalty for dying. I like the upgrade tree, yeah. There, there was, like, there was a lot of stuff to like. Um, but, yep. like, for me, I think in general, the way I approach games, I prefer like originality over polish. Um, and this game felt like a very polished version of many other games that I'd played before. And so, yeah, I really enjoyed my experience, but like by the end for me, it wasn't something that, um, in the end was going to make a game of the year list or anything like that. Um, just because, like, when I look at the other games I've played this year and I look at those experiences, I'm like, fuck, those are experiences that I'd just never seen before. Whereas, right. like, this was just super polished, um, but it really it did like a... borrow heavily from, like, Zelda, from Dark Souls. Um, yep. Yeah. Yeah, it, it didn't feel, like, super fresh. But, yeah, I still I still thought it was great all the same.
1: Yeah, nice, nice.
0: Um, shall we do
1: a, a dice roll?
0: Yeah, so uh, we're, we, we've changed the, the things a little bit So we're going to take it month by month Joe's going to do December, I'm going to do January, etc um, And Joe's got four secret games And he's going to roll a 1d4 And that's going to decide what our game for December will be um, Okay, hang on, let me get a 1d4 Get a, get a 1d4 on Goo Oh, you're getting a real 1d4 yeah, I got a one D four here. Oh my
1: god. Um. Okay. So these are these aren't games that are on this list. Or wait, I'm confused. No, so you've got four games on a
0: list, right? Yeah, and yeah. they're secret. They're secret to the audience. So the audience oh, doesn't right. know what they're. Oh right, I thought they were secret
1: get. to you. And I was like, nah, bro, you know these games. Yeah, no, I know these games. <laughs> okay, I've got I've got three games on 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 the list though.
0: No, you got you got four. I can. Huh? I'm I'm looking I'm looking right at them.
1: Oh, I got to scroll down. Okay, cool. (laughs) I was looking at the the November list. I'm like, bro, these games are the only three here, and they're not secret. And so I'm started freaking out. All right, here we go. We're gonna roll the dice. All right. Uh, that is a two.
0: All right, we are gonna play Sayonara Wild Hearts.
1: Hell yeah! Never heard of that game. Oh, awesome. Yeah. I think this would be a good one. Um, I mean they're all gonna be good ones, but yeah I think this will be uh, a very different um, change up of what we normally look at on this show. Cool yeah.
0: cool cool well, uh Christmas sales are sure to be going um, by the time this airs on the third of December uh, so hopefully hopefully that's that's a game on sale and we can. Uh, we can play it, and uh, yeah, we'll we'll come back at the end of December with our hot takes. Maybe, maybe Joe will like this one. No, I'm kidding. It's fine. It's all good.
1: We, uh... <laughs> yeah. Maybe I will like it, and you will hate it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this was really fun. I'm really glad we did this. Yeah, me too. Yeah, it was a good a good chat. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to the next one.
0: Yeah, me too. All right. Well. Um... I guess, I guess that's it. We hope you'll have a really lovely weekend and we'll catch you when it's almost the weekend once more. Bye. Bye.